Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us this morning is uh, Deputy Police Commissioner Pedro Rosario from the Philadelphia Police Department. Commissioner Rosario, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Jones. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Okay. So a lot has happened since we we initially reached out to you to talk about uh, what's happening in Kensington. But I do want to start with that. So um, Kensington has been an issue in Philadelphia for a long time. Um, several years ago, I went there to, to tour the area with uh, president of the Harrogate Civic Association. And I don't, I'll never forget seeing people shooting heroin in back of a daycare center and watching a group of police officers ride by uh, on bikes and just allow them to continue to do that. Where are we with with solving what is happening in Kensington now? I, I really appreciate the, the, the fact that you're using the word solving. Um, as you noted, this is something that's been going on for decades. Yeah. Um, and um, a lot of it has really it, it's been frustrating for me professionally uh, because obviously we're responsible for providing a uh, the public safety portion. Right. Uh, ensuring that every all of the residences, all the businesses, all of the school students that are there every day have a certain measure of public safety. Um, but there has been this this uh, larger narrative regarding um, the unsheltered population and the individuals that are suffering through addiction. And I, I want you to, to hear me when I say we recognize that they're suffering through addiction, uh, understanding that um, simple arrests and uh, incarcerating individuals is not a real solution at addressing this issue. If anything, this issue is a society issue. Uh, but I, I need to remind everyone um, uh, with the mayor, uh, Mayor Parker and Commissioner Bethel, the police, we're not social workers, right? Uh, that's not what our citizens are asking us to do. Our citizens are asking us to wear our police hats and uh, um, really just hold people accountable and enforce the law. Uh, but that being said, you know, it, it is a very nuanced approach to really trying to deal with this issue. Um, and you're right. We have had a lot of uh, a lot of setbacks over the last couple of years where enforcement has been lacking. I, I would be the first to admit that. Mm -hmm. um, but understanding that um, a, a lot of decisions were out of the police department's purview and um, were, were done at a, a higher administrative level of city government where, you know, we were asked to uh, step down and really work at it uh, as, as a social problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and to that end, uh, the, the 24th district, the district that is a the localized in that area of Kensington uh, was the pilot district in the, in the city to uh, partner up with social workers. Right. And this is this response. I'm sure you're familiar with it yeah. uh, where a police officer and social worker respond as a, as a unit, and what we do is we we try to provide that initial engagement with a lot of these individuals as a social outreach and try to engage them with um, with social programs, right? Trying to trying to reconnect them either with their families, trying to connect them with professionals with regards to treating their addiction. Mm -hmm. um, but there has to be, you know, the 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 with with the mayor and the commissioner, um, 
assuming responsibilities now, uh, they are looking at us to reset the norms. Yes. And that is something that, that that is quite important to me right now. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's a lot that that has really been been allowed to, to happen there. And when I go into other neighborhoods in the city of Philadelphia, you know, like Chestnut Hill or West Mount Airy or Society Hill or, you know, Name, name any neighborhood in Philadelphia. A lot of the stuff that's been allowed to go on in Kensington just would not be allowed anyplace else. So it is a huge issue now. Um, and you have been appointed to to oversee the response there. What should we expect to see in, in terms of the difference in response now as compared to what's been allowed in the past? So so you're preaching to the choir. You're exactly right. Why were why was this OK to happen in Kensington? Mm-hmm. And that, that's a that's a broader discussion. Right. Um, and that's probably something we you and I could probably take two to three hours uh, discussing. Yeah. Uh, but w- what I what I want you to understand uh, to your point right now is the the or the, our overview strategy is obviously to engage these individuals. Right. Um, in a positive light. Uh, and really trying to reconnect individuals. I'm talking about laser focused, uh, identifying individuals w- with our uh, our frontline personnel. There is a mini station that's right there at the heart of Kensington. We have, like I was uh, alluding to earlier, uh, a service detail that responds uh, with with social workers. So using these assets that we already have in the department really laser focus, uh, trying to uh, engage these individuals and really try to make that uh, initial connection of outreach. But then um, the other portion of that has to come with enforcement um, and just really uh, holding people accountable. Uh, um, Paraphernalia is one of my big focuses, right? Uh, uh, Possession, trying to uh, engage these individuals and and really uh, I mean, I'm going to hold them accountable. If, if you're if you're in, in possession of something that you're not supposed to be in possession of, legal substance, the police are going to be taking you into custody. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's part of what, what I want to do with regards to really resetting the norms and stop uh, that this the story that you you opened with with, with regarding you know people openly shooting in front of the police and the police not doing anything about it. Yeah. So then you have, of course, the the drug dealers uh, who are there and and the driver of much of the violence um, in that community. Kensington is a majority Latino community. You're the first Latino deputy commissioner in in the uh, Philadelphia Police Department. How, from a cultural standpoint, do you deal with this um, in, in that unique community? So I've spent the bulk of my career to this in this neighborhood uh, in various different functions as police officer, as a patrol lieutenant, as a captain, and and now as a as a deputy commissioner. Um, and yes, I, I I am Latino. My my parents are from Puerto Rico, um, but I was actually born born and raised here in Philadelphia. I was actually born at Episcopal Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, right there on Lehigh Avenue. Mm-hmm. So I have a a strong community ties. I have strong familiar ties to this to this area. And I understand a lot of the a lot of the challenges that we're dealing with. Um, I I mean, I I try to approach my job with uh, a lot of communication and understanding that um, it can't be all on me. And, And I don't mean that as a cop out. I mean that as a as a way of saying it, this has to be a collaborative effort between Police, uh, city services, 
but more importantly, our community that, that lives and works here. Um, the school principals that are, there are four schools within a mile, half a mile of the, the Kensington and Allegheny foot, footprint, right? Um, the children that have to go to school and, and these type of conditions every day. So it's a lot of communication. Um, and I, listen, I, 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 I like to think that's probably my strongest suit, my ability to sit down and just have real conversations with people. Uh, expectations, what are their expectations of us? But more importantly, what type of solutions can we come up as a group to really have a, a to have a sustainable solution to to make things to make this change in Kensington. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that you're up against in terms of dealing with the the drug dealing is that you can arrest a whole corner, and somebody else is going to come in and and take over that corner fairly quickly. Um, so, what do you do when when you're dealing with a problem that just keeps reproducing itself over and over again? Well, I mean, we have to continue to, to press the issue. Um, and you're right. That, that's exactly what happens. The the market there is so lucrative that that's what you have. If we dismantle a, a group that is selling drugs in a corner, another group will quickly pop up and try to take over that corner. But that's why the then and there, the onus is on the police department to continue that effort uh, to be strategic, to be, uh, again, focused and responsive to to how we we attack that. And listen, the best assets that we have in the field, I'm gonna be honest with you, aren't the police, it's the community, Mm -hmm. right? We get our information from from our concerned citizens, we get our information from our our faith-based partners, we get our information from our our businesses, and they will be our our first level of alarm to tell us, hey, you know, the the, the corner that you just attacked the other day, they're back up and running, and then guess what? We have to go right back and, and, and try to call the issue again. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of, of people who are operating there and, and some are, are doing good. Some, the community will argue, is, are, are not. Uh, they're trying to help, but but they're not, according to the community, people who come and feed people and provide them with clothing and provide them with, with comfort and, and some of the things that they need in order to stay there in Kensington. Um, and then you have some people like Rock Ministries uh, operating in that area um, which is trying to give people some alternatives to the streets. You know, who are you working with in in that area in terms of community groups that can yeah, help to solve what's going on there? Well, it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned Rock Ministries by name. Um, we, we've partnered up, the police department has partner, partnered up with them a lot with regards to uh, that social component with outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Ministries, in my capacity as, as the commanding officer in, in the 24th, um, they would contact me whenever we had a, a location that suffered some a shooting or, or a violent act. They would be one of the first groups to contact me and ask me, how could we support? Um, you know, we'd like to deploy uh, some ministers in that area and maybe provide some grief counseling to some of the community members there. So they, they've been probably my, my strongest uh, team members on, on location. But, yeah, a lot of the civic uh, nonprofit groups that are there, uh, we have great working relationship with them. And these are people that are, are again, are embedded in that community. Um, they, they live and work there. And uh, who better than to receive direction than, than from them? So I'm, I'm and I'm, I'll refer to them by specifically uh, uh, Impact Services, a huge partner with us. My wife, Spedanza, right there at Kensington Allegheny, another great set of partners. NKCDC, right at uh, Ruth and Somerset, mm-hmm. another great set of partners. 
You know what I mean? These are all groups that I rely on uh, for a lot of input with regards to uh, how do we how do we uh, address a lot of the public, uh, a lot of the quality of life issues that we have regarding public safety in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Kensington is core part part of the East Division of the police department, the 24th, 25th, 26th. You were the captain in the 24th district. Something, of course, has happened in the 24th district since we reached out to you. Um, the the shooting, police shooting of a, a young man in the 24th district. Um, and I, I want to know, you know, where are we in terms of finding out what actually happened there? Because there are a number of stories that are going on uh, around about the, the shooting of Alexander Spencer by some officers in the 24th. Okay. Well, you know, this is obviously an active investigation, so I can't get into the specifics with regards to it. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, Commissioner Bethel and the mayor have both addressed the 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 the, con- the actions of, of the shooting that night. Um, the police department did air the video uh, just this past Tuesday. Um, we invited all of our uh, communications partners in the area to to come view the video. And the 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 commissioner and the the executive team have been reaching out to their uh, community partners in the area and having these conversations. Uh, with with a lot of our stakeholders, right? A lot of our faith-based groups, uh, a lot of our uh, 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 political partners in city council uh, with regards to uh, uh, policy and uh, what we what we can discuss openly with regards to the investigation. Uh, I think the commissioner has done a great job in briefing everybody regarding that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, speaking to the larger issue that something like that um, really magnifies, it's an issue of trust. Uh, with the community and and how the community views it when someone is is shot by the police. Um, a lot of people immediately are are suspicious based on what has happened with black and brown people and the police. Um, so how does that relationship play into or affect how the police respond to something like this? Oh, that, that's a that's a great question. And it's, it's that's something that's very I don't want to say it's complicated, complicated, but it has a, a lot of different levels of, of how we can address. And I, I think, um, let's be honest, the, the first thing we have to do is be open, honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. And, and that's respecting, you know, with regards we have to we have to respect the inter- integrity of the uh, criminal investigation and the internal investigation, um, but still being able to uh, uh, to go a lot of times face to face and sit down with a lot of our partners in the community and have these type of discussions. Um, and, and you're right, since Friday, I, I've had quite a few discussions with a lot of our community partners. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, it's been honest, you know, it's been question and answer. Can we do this? Can we do that? What happens when these type of situations are created? Uh, but I think anytime uh, there's a situation where the police department engages uh, in, a, in a use of force, like a, the situation that just happened, you know, it's very important that uh, in the beginning, uh, we established that 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 um, that transparency, for lack of a, a better saying, and, and be open about what we can discuss. And uh, again, I'm, I'm going to refer to you back to the uh, Commissioner's Bethel uh, statement on the matter on Tuesday when it, when we aired the video. Mm-hmm. OK, so we have reached out to Commissioner Bethel and he's, he's made clear that it's an ongoing investigation. And, and so I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, but I do want to ask you about um, what's commonly known as stop and frisk. So 
as that is something that has been discussed, it's been embraced by our new mayor, Sherelle Parker. Um, you know, how does that how does that uh, work as a tool moving forward um, as you try to address what's going on in Kensington and beyond? So, I mean, the, the department doesn't really operate in a zone where we do stop and frisk. What we do is we do quality pedestrian investigations that are, are that are constitutionally uh, acceptable. Right. So we, we follow the mandates under Terry versus Ohio when we're allowed to engage individu individuals through mere encounter. Uh, and sometimes those mere encounters develop into uh, situations where we have reasonable suspicion to step up our investigation a little bit further. And then, uh, of course, if the investigation continues to uh, 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 in that direction, then you have the, the element of probable cause. So those are usually those are the elements that our officers on the street work by where they're uh, in, uh, actively um, investigating individuals uh, such as these, when we're doing these type of pedestrian investigations. Make sense? So, you know, what I know of Terry versus Ohio is that if you have reasonable suspicion that a crime is being committed or, or about to be committed, then you can you can stop an individual and, and search them. Is that right? Reasonable no, the, suspicion. The, the, the level for search has to be in the area of probable cause and arrest. And then what we, what we do do is um, if an officer is in fear for his safety or, or, or safety for uh, of the general public, uh, meaning we think or we know that there's probably a weapon, they're allowed to do a, a pat down frisk for their own safety. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's usually under the reasonable suspicion clause. So probable cause and so reasonable suspicion has to rise to the level of probable cause. That, that to, to conduct the investigation further, yeah, to do a to do a, a search. That's correct. I see. Okay. So, we're, so in the reasonable suspicion sp stage, we're not doing frisks. We would do a pat down frisk for safety, right? So if I if I walk to somebody and I I, I am feeling that something's going on, whether it be a nine one one call or information we receive from the community, and we have reasonable suspicion to believe that this individual as a weapon, meaning I once I am on site, I have the information that someone directed me there, then I can see with my own eyes that the person is either carrying a weapon or I can explain through my, um, what's the word I use all the time, articulation, when, when, we're, uh, when we're explaining why we rose our level investigation through and we can kind of narrate and say, well, you know, I got there and I, I saw the butt of a gun sticking out of his waistband. You know, the law does say for my own safety and for the safety of the public, I'm allowed to do a pat down search and really uh, kind of neutralize whatever threat that might be there. Mm. So as you move forward and, and we're, we're pretty much out of time, but as you move forward with 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 dealing with the specific area of Kensington, which has really become kind of lawless um, in, in many ways, how do you how do you restore order? What is your vision for that? Uh, well, again, it, it's it really it, it stems around uh, transparency. It stems around community involvement, um, and it's a lot of community involvement, right? That is the bulk of, of where we need to get our our push from. Mm -hmm. um, understanding that uh, whatever whatever is a strategy the police department is going to put in place, it's not something that we're doing in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. It has to be done with the understanding that. Uh, our community members, our civic groups, our nonprofits, our faith-based partners, they're all going to be part of this collaborative process, you know, and we will formally 
brief them when we're ready to, to, to kick off our, our strategy. So that way they understand all the expectations that, that will happen moving forward. All right. That is Deputy Philadelphia Police Commissioner Pedro Rosario. He's been charged with helping to clean up Kensington, uh, native Philadelphian and uh, the first Latino commissioner. Uh, in the Philadelphia Police Department. Uh, Commissioner Rosario, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 